Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches. Powered by Kettlebell Kitchen is a goal-based meal delivery service that believes in fueling the body with high-quality, nutrient-dense foods to help you perform your best. Head over to kettlebellkitchen.com and use the code BOXTALK to get $25 off your first two orders of $50 or more. Well, welcome to this episode of Box Talk. I'm your host, Heather Hartman, editor of Box Pro Magazine. I am here with Lacey and Ashley of the Iron and Mortar Summit. Lacey, Ashley, thank you guys so much for being on the show today. It's great to have you. Thanks. Thank you for having us on. Yeah, no, it's always fun. It's always fun to kind of learn about different stuff in the industry, different things going on. And uh, you guys were brought to my attention by a mutual connection. Um, and he was like, hey, you need to know these people. And I was like, okay, let's get to know them on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's start off. I love starting off with a story. Who are you guys? How'd you get to where you are today? Uh, let, let's just start there at, at the beginning. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'll, you go first, Ash. <laughs> oh. Gosh, <laughs> her story is way better than mine. Um, <laughs> um, I have been doing CrossFit since 2012. I started right out of college. I didn't even graduate. I just I needed a year off, and I found CrossFit, and I fell in love. Um, years later, I was a professional photographer and somehow found myself on the back end of a CrossFit business that her and my husband started. Um, it was her and my husband's idea to start the summit. I kind of swung in and I played an integral role, but I definitely was not the idea person. Um, we roped her in. <laughs> yeah, she's they, really yeah. talented. And we're like, we need you. <laughs> but yeah, my, my start to this is a lot less formal than hers, but I just, I definitely bring in the, the creative stuff, the, you know, the imagery and the branding, that sort of thing. And I think I have good intuition when it comes to the industry. Mm -hmm. I've been around it just long enough. But yeah, Lacey's start is a lot more formal than mine. Her story is a lot better than mine, but... But you need that, you need that creativity in there though. I I feel like you're, I feel like you're selling yourself short. (laughs) All of our images, if it were up to me and Brendan would be like Adobe print shop, 1995 version. (laughs) And then Ashley's over there like, oh my gosh, we got to fix this. That's basically how it happened. That was was basically the first meeting I listened to them talk and I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Girl, there's got to be one of those in every team. You need someone with a creative eye, someone who can see stuff branding is important I mean I even see you're wearing a hat right now and that that's branded and awesome and I don't think they would have hats if it weren't for you so they wouldn't look like this they wouldn't look like she's not kidding she's telling the truth (laughs) so I just want to like boost you up before you short sell yourself so but yes Yes. All right, Lacey. Well, let's go ahead. She's already pumped you up and pumped up your story. Oh, so now we, yeah, hopefully gosh. you can live up to that. I don't think great. I can, but um, I, uh, I, you know, I'm I'm just a few, a decade plus older than Ash. So I had a start um, in, when I found CrossFit, I had a background of about 16, 17 years in the nonprofit industry. And I was working um, in on the administrative side, I was running programs for youth at risk that were deciding they wanted to change their lives. And I took a break from that work, started a family, pretty typical story, um, in my 30s and then my early 30s, and then uh, decided, hey, um, I want to start working again. And 
I actually started consulting a little bit on leadership and strategy because I'm good at designing things and good at helping uh, people learn how to lead that manage well and helping learn how to manage if they lead well because it takes both skill sets and no, they are not the same thing. So helping people to learn how to do that. And um, during that process, I started locally putting on some seminars on uh, interviewing and hiring. I'd stumbled into a CrossFit gym. This was about 2015. Well, I didn't stumble. My brother drug me in. And then (laughs) I- You probably stumbled in protest as he was dragging you. That's pretty much how it went down. I was like, I'm not joining your cult. (laughs) And then after my first workout, I was like, where's the Kool-Aid? So it was, (laughs) I was, I really enjoyed it. Um, Clearly, Brendan was my coach at the time, still is my coach all these years later. And he, uh, I invited him, long story short, to a seminar that I was putting on, on interviewing and hiring practices, just for, in general. And he had come and at at that time, um, he was head coach at a different gym and um, he had, he really liked it and said, you know, we need a lot more of this in the industry. We should really figure mm-hmm. out, have you put on a seminar or something for people? It, it, in 2015, the professionalization was starting to get, you know, some awareness around that, the need for that. And uh, I said, you know, you're so kind to think people would come listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> but they, I'm like a mom and I've been doing CrossFit for like a year and a half. No one's going to, like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not going to attract anyone. And he was like, you're right. <laughs> so, um, hey, at least he was so honest. I love the honesty. He, oh, yeah. If there's anything that Brendan is, it is honest. Uh, oh, every day. <laughs> yeah, it is in the best way, in the best way possible. So... We put our heads together, and I actually had been running logistics for a good friend of mine that um, puts on a, a conference, a big one, in the photography world. And so I had run logistics for her, and I had seen a model, and I thought, well, does anything like this exist in the CrossFit industry? And um, with a little bit of digging, we realized nothing the way we were envisioning it was in the market. And so we decided, hey, let's give it a shot and let's pull some names together. And we uh, sat around the kitchen table, got Ashley on board, and um, decided we were gonna take a risk and see what happened, and it was a risk. (laughs) So took a risk and got got our location secured and started asking speakers, came up with a dream team list, and uh, worked our way through the list, got a couple yeses from OPEX and WTF Gym Talk, and thought, oh my gosh, this is happening. Uh, And our first summit was born. And that was, and we're now getting ready to go into our third one in June. Yeah. Yeah. So can you paint a little picture for our audience and just, you know, give them a picture of what the summit is, what that kind of looks like, um, and how that's evolved over the past three years? Yeah, sure. Um, The the summit, how it, it has evolved in that it's getting bigger, which is exciting. We're getting more attendees. We're bringing in, it's also evolved in um, the people that are saying yes to us to come speak, which is also really, really encouraging to get that, uh, that support from our speaker list. Um, We are, if you are an attendee, what it looks like is first day you come and you sit in a room with 150 other gym owners that are really passionate about running their facility the best they can, or facilities, multiple. Um, They're passionate about 
identifying, articulating, and living out their culture and their core values, and they want to figure out, how do I do this the best I can? That's who your, your peers are. That's who you're surrounded by. And um, then we have our keynote speakers that go, and those are the big names in the lineup. Do you want to tell them who's coming this year? Yeah, I can say that. Um, <laughs> this year we have Chris Spieler is going to be giving our kickoff to the summit. Uh, immediately after him, we'll have James Fitzgerald talking about the art of success, or defining success, defining the art of defining your success. And then we'll have Jason Kalipa finish out day one. On day two, we're going to have Miranda, Miranda and Julian Alcaraz of Street Parking, uh, Jay Williams from Two Brain Business, and then to close out, last but not least, J.P. Paramutter from Brick Fit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we have our our list. We have a pretty great list this year of people speaking. We were really encouraged when they said yes. So, so they they speak. So the first day you get you get two speakers listen to two speakers with everybody in the room then we break for lunch and during lunch you get to pick a breakout group that you want to go with and it's first come first serve order of registration is order of who gets their pick of who they want to be with during breakouts but the breakouts are no bigger than 12 people and so um, if you are quick at math you've realized 150 divided by 6 is not 12 so we actually have brought in this year, and talking to some of our evolution over the three years, this year we've brought in some lunch intensive hosts that won't be delivering keynotes, but will be working with the small groups. So it's accessibility and connection with even more people in the industry and a couple from outside. And um, this year we've got intensive hosts are Stu Brower with WTF Gym Talk. He's going to be talking about um, creating content for your micro gym. Then we've got Jim Crowell, who's going to be talking about building a gym asset, not a liability. He's the CEO of OPEX. We've got um, someone from outside of the industry, Tori Mosetter. He's amazing. He has millions of dollars in sales in his industry, and he has worked with us um, on multiple levels, and um, we can vouch for him. He knows what he's talking about. He's going to be talking about sales in real life, so not what do you do when you got someone in front of you? How do you close that sale? How do you how, The whole process. Um, Stephen Hitt from um, Industrious is going to be there, and he's going to be talking about building a brand that shines in a crowded space. How do you do that? Um, And then we also will be having um, a representative from um, Method Brand X on why you should or should not include a kids program in your gym. What What does that look like, and should you even do it? And then I'll be hosting a group of talking about um, how do you lead well and what do you do when you have employees that are going off the rails? How do you get them back on more than just saying, hey, don't do that anymore? So, yeah. That's awesome, you guys. That's really cool. What a great lineup. No, seriously, I know a lot of those names. I know a lot of those people have been have talked to them for years. So that's that's really cool. So what specifically, like, what? because you, you said you, you came up with this idea and no one else was doing exactly what you wanted to do. So I guess what are your what's your goal with iron and mortar you know what what was that thing you're like hey we think we can offer this outside of what everyone else is offering like what what makes you guys unique and different um i think what really makes us unique um we really wanted a place where people heard from multiple points of view and not necessarily on what they disagree on but what they do agree on um just kind of hearing those best business practices were a lot 
once you're at the top, there's a lot more similarities than there are differences as far as how they uh, run their business in an organizational way. Um, and so, and you know, we hear on the, on the athlete competitive side, oh, this program is better, oh, this program is better, this format is better. And so we just wanna take down those walls and be like, actually these guys on the business end are really similar. Um, let's talk about what makes them great and how can we emulate that. And then also just the the connection from affiliate to affiliate, just the attendees is really great. I don't know if you have anything to add. Yeah, and she summed it up well. We we wanted to have an opportunity for people to hear from a bunch of different perspectives on how you can run a gym well. Most of it's overlap, but there is also room for things that aren't overlap. And depending on your demographic, your the culture that you're trying to create. There's, you can you can see this menu of these different things that have worked for different people and go, oh, that would work really well for me. I'm gonna take something out of this column, something out of that column, and then I'm going to make it my own, but with a strategic plan, and what benchmarks should I be measuring to see if this is working, and having it all be done in a way that is professionalized, that's intelligent, and isn't just shooting in the dark. And all of all of our, our speakers, our presenters are amazing at tracking, having that dashboard of, of what do I need to look for in my business and communicating this is what an indicator of success is, which is why you know James is so passionate about defining success. It'll be fun to hear him talking about that. Um, if you can't define success, how the heck do you measure it? So <laughs> having a, so just, yeah, just really digging into that and having multiple perspectives. So. Um, in an environment that's focused on um, really the buy-in of everyone that's there, everyone that's speaking is there of a, with the heart of we want the best for these gym owners. We want yeah. we want them to be successful because the mission is so critical, so important to help people get healthy, to help people live better lives, um, and the realization that that it take as much as the the passion gets you so far. Once that passion, uh, the passion isn't going to take you to the next level in business. It's going to get your doors open. Um, it might get you your first, you know, your, get you to your first benchmarks of success. But then you got to start looking for what what is next and really thoughtfully designing that. And um, this summit is a way to see a lot of different avenues that people have gone and evaluate your own space and where you want to go from where you're at now. Yeah, no, that, and that makes sense. And I'm kind of curious because it's always hard, like if you haven't been to something to know, okay, well, but is this really going to be beneficial for me? Because it all sounds awesome. So uh, maybe do you guys have any key takeaways that happened last year that you're like, you know, these are a couple of nuggets that we can maybe offer uh, and say like, hey, affiliates took this away or this is what we heard back from people um, to just say, you know, this this stuff is real and this stuff works and and this is why it's beneficial for you, the affiliate. Um, I'll speak to that. Yeah. Um, now that we own a gym, when we first started the summit, Brendan and myself didn't own a gym. It was it was started on the idea of we know we want to, but we want to do it really well. Um, and, and everything that we've taken away from the summit has worked for our gym. Mm -hmm. And I can speak to it in that yesterday, I have I now have a network, and not with our speakers, 
you know, I, I, I do have some access to them, but just the ability to call other gym owners that I've met at our event. And now I have a whole referral program that I'm going to present at our team meeting tomorrow, just because I had a 10 minute conversation with somebody I met at one of our events. That's what's really powerful. Like, yeah, there are some immediate takeaways that I had last year, you know, and I changed up the website and we, we added new things to the gym, but it's like this network. Like you can call somebody from across the country when you know that they have something that they do really well and you can give them a quick call and be like, hey, how, how is it that you do do this? Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes it's harder to do that with the people in your area. Sometimes people aren't super forthcoming <laughs> if, you're, if you're down the road. So it's so really like We're nice. all competition. We can't talk I know, right. I know, and we're not. But um, I just, the, the networking from that I've done with other business owners is really cool there's been great tangible takeaways but just the network itself has been worth it for us to keep doing this uh one from our first year someone uh one of our attendees had the they were had weighed out some options and made the decision right there like we're gonna raise our prices and they followed through and they did it and there are i mean that that was obviously an very tangible ROI, but they also had the backing and the strategy for how do I best do this in a smooth manner with my client or with my members and not have it become a thing that is divisive and we lose a bunch of people. I don't think they lost anyone and they made more money and and they had a strategy to do it, not just a, I'm going to raise the prices. Okay, click. I did it on the website. And then they have this fallout because they didn't they didn't have a method for communicating it well, and they were able to gather that at the summit, have an execution plan, and it was a really smooth process for something that can feel very scary. So yeah, that is always that is always a hard one. Oh my goodness, I think everyone struggles with that. So and that's interesting. I did not realize that uh, you all hadn't owned a gym before starting Iron and Mortar, like. That's very interesting. So it's cool to see like what you've taken and learned and you're being, being able to apply it specifically. No matter if you're looking to lose weight, build muscle, or just crush PRs, Kettlebell Kitchen is here to help make it happen. Head over to kettlebellkitchen.com and use the code BOXTALK to get $25 off your first two orders of $50 or more. Jim has been the experiment post-summit. So. Yeah. yeah. And we always tell people, like, as the summit founders, we don't claim any level of expertise. Like, yeah. we're in it to figure all this stuff out, too. Like, mm-hmm. we aren't, we, at the founder level, we're just creating this platform to yeah. bring people together. And we're like, hey, we want this thing that doesn't exist. Hey, let's build we, it. Yeah, we, <laughs> so. we have such a heart for it because we are students of the game. And we want to learn and we want to make it better. So it's not... It's certainly not a money-making thing. It is definitely like we want to be, we want to do the best that we can, mm-hmm. and that's definitely why we put it on for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I think that's awesome. So I'm kind of curious, where did the name come from? Um, I will give credit where credit is due. We get in fights about this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it, Brendan says it was him that came up with it, so I'll give him credit. Uh, we had had some. He's not here. He's you not can, here. You can claim it. He bailed yeah. on this. So I'm <laughs> giving can, you permission. later if I don't <laughs> let him have it. It's all right. Just don't let him listen to this part of the podcast. Just like turn right. it off when it gets here. Uh, we had come up with random names and then we had said, you know what? That's not right. And so we said, what is the summit for? We we're like, well, it's for brick and mortar businesses. And they were like, but we're gyms. So iron and mortar. It was just, it was pretty like 
like let's just do this plus this i think it makes sense and i think it sounds pretty cool so it's stuck yeah i mean i think it sounds cool it looks cool like on all of your guys's apparel and the logo and the websites like oh that's that's pretty nice so yeah and so kind of off of that and you know we've talked about the iron and mortar summit and we talked about why you guys do it let's talk about how you do it because that's a big undertaking to throw something you don't throw something together like this you take months and months to plan um and we we have an event department in our media company so i see our event director and all she does and i don't know how she does it and i'm like girl you crazy uh but i guess i love to pick your guys's brains a bit more because i I know affiliates one of the big things about their businesses is events uh whether that's you know small community events uh competitions they do a lot and they run a lot i'm sure there's stuff you guys have learned and putting on this for now going on three years that you can maybe even say, hey, like this is stuff we've learned and could be beneficial for you. So I guess maybe to start off, you know, what are some of the biggest lessons? You know, what what has it taken to put on the Iron Mortar Summit that you've learned from day one till now? Um, the Well, one, flexibility. And I'll let Lacey tell you. <laughs> one of the, uh, our, um, so our very first year when we we're, you know, doing this thing, taking the risk. Um, We had signed the contract with the hotel where we were hosting it, and it was at a area resort in Washington State where the surrounding woods, the forest it was in, beautiful location, caught on fire two weeks weeks before the summit. The, the, it was a level two evacuation. this this one next to me here was in New York shooting Fashion Week because she's kind of a good photographer, and so just, just a little, was, just a little, she's a little <laughs> talented. So she was doing that, and um, we, Brendan and I, were texting with Ashley, and all three of us were like, "What are we gonna do?" And the hotel did let us out of the contract because you know the woods were on fire; they couldn't hold us to it. So we had a, a moment where we could have just been like, well, we tried and everyone will understand because it caught on fire. But we said, let's do, let's, let's power make it through, work. Let's, let's make, make it work. work. And so um, called around and a small miracle happened, large miracle two weeks out, a beautiful lodge where we've had it for the last two years. Oh, wow. Had, they took us, they worked with our budget and they had the rooms we needed. The to- exact room count. To the night, like exactly. Stop room. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were like, well, this is meant to be. Yeah, this is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this summit's supposed to happen. So, wow. actually, the transition was remarkably smooth for how crazy that was. But being flexible in that regard, and also just um, going in with a plan, absolutely like a flow of the day, but also realizing like you're gonna have to flex. Mm-hmm. So having like almost in your mind going like, okay, here's where things are likely to fall apart on our timeline. What are we going to do? Where can we squish? Just always being on your feet and also not, uh, you need to be assertive. Like it's not (laughs) as easy as you might think to tell someone who people are here to speak that they are done. So like that they have to get off the stage. And so my job is often to stand in the back with a big obnoxious sign of like five minutes and then they're done with their five minutes and I'm like, get off, mining at them. (laughs) And so being able to, um, being able to run your event with authority and be confident in like honoring everybody's time because it's so easy for stuff to get off track. And if you think, oh, 10 minutes here is no big deal. Well, Mm -hmm. you compound that by 
five times of that happening, your date, your, I mean, in our, in our world, people can miss flights. So you cannot do that. So you have to keep things on track. And sometimes it's uncomfortable to do that. So, um, finding the diplomatic way to keep everything running smoothly, um, is really important in events. And, and while you need to be flexible, you also need to like the flexibility needs to come in what are you willing to cut out, move, give up, but still stick to roughly within your timeline, like 15 minutes, I would say, is the max flex. Yeah, I would say the on top of the flexibility and on top of that, as we grow, as we progress, as we get bigger names involved, never um, losing sight of why we started started it right. and, you know, maintaining the integrity of the brand. Um, there's people have... Uh, propose certain changes to the summit and while we considered them at the end of the day we just knew it wasn't a good fit um so we tried really hard to keep the brand the brand's integrity yeah Yeah. we don't compromise our core values right like we won't get bigger than 150 um for like we won't have more than 150 owners because at that point the you it's too many you start feeling anonymous you start feeling like a mass event the intimacy starts to change and that's backed by science like tribe mentality dunbar number stuff but um so just being very intentional and thoughtful in that Mm -hmm. regard um around what we're doing and how we're doing it yeah stick to your core values identify them revisit them often don't compromise those flex in other areas but don't flex there yeah no, that makes sense. And I think that goes back to just you all establishing a solid brand from the get-go, a solid brand with a solid mission, solid core values that you can go back on and you can rely upon, especially when these different ideas and thoughts are being thrown your way. You're like, well, that could be good, but does it align with our mission? And that's why it's so important to have a mission. And I don't know, I wonder too, like for affiliate owners who have events, like even if it's good for them to have like a little core value statement for events or their our mission that goes off of their main mission as a business be like you know this is our mission with this event and do these changes to this event help that or don't so right Mm -hmm. right and how does this event support the main mission of our gym like how how does it do that like are they if you're putting on events but they're completely disconnected from the mission of your gym you need to rethink that yeah you need to be able to articulate how it's supporting the core of what you're doing and what you're about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've had a lot of, I would actually say this is the first time that we've really, really sat down and done our homework to really articulate everything. The past two years, things have, we definitely had things that we did and did not want to do, but this is the first time that we, we've done it enough now that we know who we are, we know what we're trying to do, and we've been grilled by enough people and given enough homework by enough people that we know who we are and what we're trying to do. And I would recommend that for anybody. Like, redo it for your gym. Redo it for your event. Really think about who you are and what you're doing because it answers any any question. Like, any like if something comes up, you can be like, well, does this check with this, this, and this? No. Nope. Oh, we're not doing it. It just makes everything so easy to answer. Yeah. Your yeses are solid. Your noes are solid. Yeah. Saves a lot of that, like, just mental anguish space of, I don't know, should we do it? Like, it's really nice to not have as many. We still get those moments. But it's nice to not have nearly as many when you've got everything lined up. Especially, like, when there's dollar signs attached. When someone's dangling money in front of your face, 
you have to be strong. And oh, yeah. do I want to take this on? Does it make sense? Do we want to do this? Um, and having that solid agreement, especially when you're working, well, for anyone, but especially if there's partners that you're going back to as like your true north is just mm-hmm. critical, critical. Yeah. yeah. And then, I don't know, when you said anguishing over things, like then you're anguishing over the things you need to be anguishing over versus like the small little minuscule things that probably don't need that much thought and you just need right. to decide on them and move on. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, for sure. So beyond flexibility, any other maybe tips or things learned from hosting the Iron and Mortar Summit, things that you guys have been like, you know, this is this is good. This could maybe even help businesses. Um, just because it's not perfect doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. Um, the first year, God bless Lacey. Like I was 25 (laughs) when they, when they roped me in, I was 25. I I was a photographer and, you know, I I definitely brought skills to the table, but I had never run an event. I had never been to a business event, but that doesn't mean that I can't bring something to the table. And it's certainly, it looks a lot different than it did the first year, but it wouldn't be where it is had we not taken the risk and it wasn't perfect, but we wouldn't be where we are without it. So I would say having something and starting is way better than perfection because you're never going to have that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you've got that, why are we doing it nailed? The rest is going to, the rest is going to come and your why can change over time too. Oh, yeah. It's just being intentional about it. It's yeah. not just floating in space and, and, you know, having a general idea. It's just having an intentional check-in like about it and a practical tip, write down your flow of the day. Yeah. I mean, just a super simple thing, but so easy to write it down and then go over it with every single person involved from the top down. Everybody involved needs to know what the flow of the day is going to look like from the time for us. It's from the time our boots are on the ground a couple of days before the summit because we don't hold it and we're, we're moving it to Portland this year. So boots on the ground, knowing from that minute forward, like, what is this going to look like daily staff? check-ins twice a day sounds excessive but when you're running an event you need to do a one before you go in the morning every day it's not one and done and then you need to do a close of the day debrief what are we gearing up for tomorrow and tomorrow morning yep you show up early again and you're exhausted we don't sleep much during summit running time and you show and you say okay what's today look like revisit and that's with all staff because you're everyone needs to, to understand what's happening or it's very confusing for your attendees. They don't like getting, none of us like getting different answers from people that are supposed to know what's happening. So having having consistency, having everybody understand what's going on, knowing who the point people are for what part of the event, um, and, and fully articulating with that person. If you tell someone, hey, you're gonna do sign in, you need to do a lot more than say, hey, you're gonna do sign in. I mean, that's so yeah. big. You really have to break down for them this is the expectation. You're going to give them X. This is where you check it off. This is the forms they need to sign. This is how you know they're good to go. They're probably going to ask you question X, Y, and Z. Here's the answers to those questions. So yeah, we're a little nuts on that. No, no, (laughs) but but that makes sense. And actually, so like our events director, because we have multiple publications outside of Box Pro and we do uh, events outside of there too, but she'll literally send out 
seven nine page itineraries for a two-day right. event and those are detailed to where it's like so and so drops off this this and this at this location at this time like it has yep. to be that detailed so it run and then and then things run smoothly because we all know where we're supposed to be we all know what we're supposed to be doing and I don't also don't have to bother her and be like well, what do you need me to do I just refer to my itinerary and right. and then we we meet in the morning we meet at night we're just, I get it like <laughs> yeah. we do that too where it's like that's that's how you keep things well run because that I think is a key to a successful event is having it be well run and no one probably even including most of the staff should know that there are problems like we have fires that are put out all the time I don't find about them about them until after I'm even on the staff and it's just our event director she's just like got this like she's right. gonna get these things done and our attendees never know um, oh well, yeah they'll know now if they listen to the podcast but like they never <laughs> you know they never know and because you yeah. want them to have a great experience and having a great experience means making it well run means details on the back end means excessive meaning and wasting a lot of paper because you need to print off eight page itineraries so right. oh, yeah <laughs> lots, paper of ink. lots of ink <laughs> yes, so much ink yeah and, and even things like when you have, uh, what if someone's plane gets stuck? What do we do? Like, we've got that stuff in the hopper. We hope to never have to use it. Oh, yeah. But, like, we've, we've thought that through. Like, okay, yeah. this, this is where we'll shift. This is what we'll do. This is the presentation that's ready to go. This is yeah. how we'll maximize the time and still add value and not have our attendees feel like we're just um, shortchanging them as best as we can. No one's ever gotten stuck, by the way. We've Yay. <laughs> oh, man, we've had we've had crazy stuff happen. I mean, we've had a plan for hurricanes in Florida. It's been oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah. So I, I get it. But you have to you have to think about everything so that should it ever happen, you're prepared for it. You're not blindsided. You know, you have the backups. You have the risks um, thought out. And, and hopefully, uh, yeah, just so you can prevent them, <laughs> hopefully, right. or fix them right. if they hopefully happen. Hopefully you don't have to use it. You don't yes. have to use your plan, but it's yeah. good to have it there. Yes, exactly, exactly. So with all that said, so what are the details for this year's event? Um, where are you guys going to be at? When are the dates? And, you know, if people are interested, uh, where should they go? What should they do? What, the, what should they do? So this year, uh, the 2019 Iron and Mortar Summit, we're going to be in Portland, Oregon at the Kimpton Hotel Monaco. It's downtown. It'll be the 24th and 25th of June. It's going to be a Monday, Tuesday. Um, you can visit our website at the ironandmortarsummit.com. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Iron and Mortar Summit. Um, and then also, we'll be doing a giveaway for your audience. What? So, Surprise! Yeah, yeah, a ticket for a Box Talk audience member. Uh, to enter into that giveaway, it'll be a just full-blown Iron and Mortar experience, the whole thing, um, all two days. You can enter at the ironandmortarsummit.com forward slash Box Talk. And just name, email, all the, all the simple stuff and we'll announce at some point once we get all the entries in. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So if you guys have made it this far into the episode, you just got bank for listening. Yeah. <laughs> so well done. Uh, but yeah, we'll have that link there for you all. You can find it. You can get get in there and get uh, signed up and hopefully you can get 
get out to Portland. That would be pretty cool. So, um, but yeah, no, that's awesome, you guys. I think it's really neat what you're doing. I think it's necessary. Uh, I think we could all use a little more business ed education. I know this industry could really use it. So I, I do think your passion and your heart behind it is beautiful and, and powerful and also unique. And it's been cool to hear that and for those of you listening like it's something to consider like if it's not the iron and mortar summit which i know Lacey and ashley hope it is but if it's not that like find something do something get educated grow that's that's what that's what this is about like people just need to grow to have a better business to make more of an impact to change the world that's what it comes down to so but yeah Lacey, ashley thank you so much for being on the show today um it's been awesome having you guys here, learning more about who you are and what you're all doing. Uh, but yeah, it's been cool. And I can't wait to see where Iron and Mortar goes. Thank, Thank you, Heather. Thank you, Heather. Maybe we'll see you there. <laughs> Maybe. I would love to go to Portland someday. So I'll have to, have to talk the boss into it. Be like, hey, here's this. But yeah, you guys, thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Kettlebell Kitchen offers meals designed by nutritionists, prepared by chefs, and conveniently delivered so you can spend more time in the gym and less time in the kitchen. Use the code BOXTALK to get $25 off your first two orders of $50 or more. And that wraps it up for this episode of Box Talk. If you liked what you heard, or you have an idea of what you'd like to hear, let me know by emailing heather at peakmedia.com, peak spelled P-E-A-K-E. As always, thanks for dropping in.